and welcome back to They Made Another One, where each week we discuss an often forgotten installment in a franchise and see if you should check it out for yourself. I am one of your hosts, Corey, and with me I've got Liam. In the words of Scary Guy. <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> yeah, it's really good. <laughs> and Mitch <laughs> top that intro <laughs> I don't know whether to shit myself or grab the barbecue sauce is that in the movie <laughs> yeah I don't remember that particular good. phrase that's when he kills the people who at the at the barbecue right of course um <laughs> so so 2021 is is over basically um and it's a year that I think should end, so that's great news. And uh, we're ending it on a very, a very TMAO classic kind of note, a very greasy note, a truly obscure sequel kind of level here, and that feels appropriate given the fucking note that this year is ending on. Um, but before we talk about this terrible snowman and his horrible deeds, um. I just wanted to talk a bit about like the year that we've had. And I mostly mean that in a positive way. Like what are some stuff that you guys got to get up to this year? That was like good and exciting. It doesn't have to be movie related or anything. Just kind of a nice, just a nice little moment to sort of be like, yeah, 2021, you were not exclusively terrible. Um, I'll remember this year. As... Time sirens. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's me. <laughs> Mitch is like 2021 was good because uh, I successfully robbed a bank. Um, uh, <laughs> well, only successful mostly successful. He's, yeah, he's yeah, trying yeah, to figure that out. On the way now. Got to get that on record quick that it was successful and bask in the glory before it, it finally comes. Um, 2021, I'll remember it as the year that my band really started doing stuff, and that has me excited greatly. It's it's. Uh, gonna be on my mind in 2022 we're gonna keep doing stuff Corey was involved in that my my band is called guest room status and Corey uh took the photograph that is um the cover of our ep and it's a it's a little picture of me in the very bedroom that Corey is in right now that's a bit of a tmao lore for you there um so that's that (laughs) that's excited me greatly um (laughs) Uh, I watched the Chucky TV series. That was cool. Mitch came on the podcast. So the podcast has been so fun this year. We've had a lot of cool episodes and cool conversations. Mitch introduced me to a great app called Beer Buddy. Um, you are oh, not yeah. looping Beer Fucking Buddy into this. Add us, add us both on Beer Buddy. Uh, if you want to see like how much water I drink on a day-to-day basis and like, maybe me. the odd evening pint. Like last night, I had one out of a... Uh, out of a stein, a big old stein. It was great. You know, I just share these photos. You should you should look and see. I'm gonna give you a swirly, dude. This sucks. <laughs> a swirly of beer. And hey, if any listeners are out there and, and they're being discouraged, thinking, Oh, is this gonna become a beer podcast? I, I hate when people talk about beers and I don't care about beer. I don't even drink alcohol. You're fine. I don't drink alcohol and this app is amazing. I send Mitch pictures every time I'm drinking water. I send him pictures of the snacks I'm having. I use it to like post about my three AM chocolate chip cookies and stuff. It is so funny. 
Um, Me too. So it's Beer Buddy has been a great way to cap energy. off the year. Yeah, big boomer yeah. energy, good memes. Um, and so th- there's been a lot of stuff in 2021 that that I will look back on fondly. O- overall, I must admit, it was actually a rougher year for me than 2020 was, despite um, what history will, will tell us. Um, but a lot of stuff that I'm happy about, and uh, I am excited for, for 2022 as well. I think things will get better. What about you, Mitch? Honestly, I mean, 2021 hasn't been that great of a year. Um, my life is not like completely joyless, though. I mean, uh, like Abigail and I got up to some fun stuff this year. Beer Buddy. There's this app called Beer Buddy. <laughs> yeah, there's this great app named Beer Buddy. If you want to add me, um, just like get in touch with the show and you know we can we can talk and you can see what kind of fluids what do I you mean we can talk well you just a messaging feature a... oh hell yeah there he is is there an approval process what are you talking about there's no approval process but i'm just like i'm just no, anyone like anyone can join like everybody I mean, for christ's sake um yeah it's a great great app anybody can join anybody no you don't even have we'll to drink beer it. Yeah, mm-hmm. completely unpretentious. Great app. Um, yeah, other than that, there hasn't been that much going for me this year. I'm kind of over 2021, ready for 2022. Okay. Very cool. I can't believe you guys are definitely down to this app so hard. Let's hear about <laughs> Corey. Pull attention away from it. What was your 2021 like? What's some good, I didn't some get good beer moments? buddy at all. I didn't do that. Uh, well, we we said to start off with something positive, Corey. <laughs> that yep, that sounds terrible. I fucking can't do it with the sound. Um, this is twenty twenty start. Twenty two <laughs> can be better, Corey. Don't worry, you can get beer buddy um, then. Start off on a high. I I don't know. I feel like the podcast stuff all went really well. Um, I don't know if that necessarily like materialized in like numbers or anything, but I feel better about it. I think we got better at doing it. I think it's been a really good time. Other podcasts that I do has also been really good. Um, some random stranger paid me $125 to see Mamma Mia in a rented movie theater. That was pretty cool. That is can't really forget cool. that that happened. I still can't believe that that happened. That's so weird. Um, saw Liam's band that was a pretty good time that was like probably not even a joke the most fun I've had this entire year (laughs) amazing which both speaks to the quality of that night and the quality of this year (laughs) I I want to be clear because I feel like you're laughing because it makes it sound like the show was worse it's that it would have been a highlight regardless but the year was so bad and there's so little competition that it's like it's far and away you know what Amazing. i mean yeah yeah, yeah i guess that help explain it better <laughs> i understand um made a couple uh not made new friends but like became better friends with some people you know yeah it was it wasn't yeah. all bad some That's of it was nice. pretty bad but like you know yeah and uh what better way to end a, a mixed bag of a year than with a mixed bag of a film. Am I right? Yeah. 
Uh, this is the most... They made another one I feel like we've gotten in a while. You're welcome. Just, and I, I do think it was needed. I think we were... I swear to God. That's it. You guys gotta... Everyone crack open a cold one, whatever that means for you, because this conversation is gonna get frosty. I think after... Um, I think maybe after Beyond Skyline or maybe after U.S. Marshals, we got kind of lost in the sauce for a bit in terms of like not not really like quintupling down on hitting all of the They Made Another One criteria. And this certainly does that. Uh, this is Jack Frost 2, The Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman from the year 2000. Mm. Um, Liam, you did this. So I did. What I want to ask you is why and also what is the initial jack frost that got us to this point in the first place because uh, yeah. i maybe was a little bit confused sure Me okay I'll, I'll do my best here so jack frost the original um is it is in fact a, a snowman movie starring michael keaton but that's not what we're talking about if any of you know that movie that's cool but you don't need to know that movie um because I do know that movie and I did think it was I, I mean, okay. Really quick, I, I assumed that the fact that it's Revenge of Giant Mutant Killer Snowman maybe implied that it didn't have as much to do with the Michael Keaton movie as maybe I initially thought. That was the idea, yep. To quote that movie, Snow Dad is better than No Dad. When I think <laughs> about the Snowman movie, that's where my mind goes, regardless of its truth. Yeah, and, and well, let me ask you guys. Have you guys seen that Michael Keaton movie, Jack Frost? Absolutely yeah, not. Know. No, I haven't. That's why, that's why I'm <laughs> able to quote it. Snow Dad is better than No Dad has been steered into my mind for like over a decade. Nice. Just that one. And like how like the bully like has a change of heart near the end of the movie to help like the family. So uh, was this a childhood uh, rewatch of yours, Mitch? Did you just fire that no, one a bunch as a no, kid? was like... I think like the neighbors up the street asked me to like watch their kid for like a few hours because I had to like run some errands or something. And so it was like around like Christmas time. I think they had to like go Christmas shopping. So and I was probably like in like high school and he wanted to watch Jack Frost. And so like I just remember watching it and just like absolutely hating it because like in those days I was like on my super pretentious like high school film stuff. And I was like, oh, yes, this Jack Frost movie is no good. I want to watch The Third Man by Carol Reed or something. You know, I, that was just me. But yeah, um, that line has been seared into my mind. Snow Dad <laughs> is better than No Dad. And I every time that that movie is evoked, I just rip like whip it out. And I've like seen it like appear on like Reddit and like meme videos too. So yeah, yeah. I I ask because I feel like it's not that popular of a movie, not that talked about. I mean, Wikipedia here is telling me that Jack Frost, starring Michael Keaton, received negative reviews and became a box office bomb, grossing just thirty four million against a forty to eighty five million dollar budget. So it's it's, a it's big funny. discrepancy. It's funny that we all think of that. I, I, I think of that movie too, and I also haven't seen it, and it's not that talked about, so it's just weird that we know about it. Do you know how you know about it, Corey? Um, the the Michael Keaton movie? Yeah. Uh, I think I just heard about it. Like, I don't have a big story about it is knowing really it's a thing. I think I just kind of heard that there was a movie where Michael Keaton turned into a snowman. Yeah, right, right, right. But but you guys had not heard of the 1997 horror movie Jack Frost? 
No. Absolutely not. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, for me, um, I had seen neither of these movies before picking Jack Frost 2, but I knew that Jack Frost 2 was a sequel to a horror movie that was different than Michael Keaton, Jack Frost. And the reason I knew that was because as a kid in like the early to mid 2000s, my local video store was where I spent a whole lot of my time. And I would just like walk around with my friends after school. We would just spend hours. uh, We would like get a snack from the front counter so that they couldn't kick us out and then we would just wander around and look at the movies and we didn't have enough money to rent a movie and we didn't have uh our parents there to let us rent the movies that we most wanted to rent and so we would just like pick up like adult looking movies and like see if there was a hint of a boob on the back or something yeah and, and if it was um, unrated you might get away like yeah, exactly, it's like there's no exactly. rating on this movie like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um yeah. and so one of the movies that always kept caught my eye and i have heard similar things um in the you know decade over a decade since on the internet i've heard other people say this about this movie that jack frost 1997 the cover of that movie freaked so many kids out and stuck into their brain and it did the same for me i wasn't scared by it because at that point i was watching a lot of horror movies but i was captivated by it if you guys check out um the cover to 1997 jack frost is pretty striking and in person even more so it's one of those like what are they called? Like holographic images where you move your head and it looks like the image is moving like a fancy Pokemon card. Oh, I um, totally remember seeing this in video stores. Yeah. It's lenticular. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so Jack Frost, his gaze would follow you around. You know, if you were on his left or on his right, it would follow you. And yeah, I was the same way as you, Mitch. I would just always see it around and I would see it right next to the Michael Keaton, Jack Frost. And so I knew that they were different. And I was just like, what is happening here? And I was always so curious about this movie. Um, and like I could tell as a kid that it looked like trash, like that cover um Jack Frost looks better on this cover than he arguably than he does in the original movie at all but even on the cover like it looks whack it looks like it was made with like a a computer that was running Windows 95 but it is it's really visually striking and so it always just stuck in my head and ever since I've been curious about it and meaning to watch that original Jack Frost and um at some point, I just discovered from uh, clicking around on Wikipedia and stuff that it had a sequel. And so when I learned that, I put it on our massive podcast list. And when we got to December and uh, we were each taking turns picking out a Christmassy, wintry movie, I thought this would be a good fit for after our Christmas episode, but before we're out of December, because um, my understanding was that it has a snowman in it. But I didn't know that I would it was. I certainly hope so. <laughs> but I didn't know how much of a Christmas setting it had. My um, assumption was not much because I don't hear it all that talked about in the Christmas conversation. And maybe that's not a commentary on how Christmassy it is and just a commentary on how how uh, talkable of a movie it is. But um I just I took a chance on it, Jack Frost 2, and then before I watched Jack Frost 2 for the podcast, I finally tied up that loose end from my childhood, and I watched the original Jack Frost as well. Now, Liam, I remember you, because you and I were having a talk about what movie you were going to pick. This was around the time that you had downloaded Beer Buddy, and we were swilling some waters virtually one evening, and uh, yes. I remember asking you, 
you know, what's your second choice? Are you like, hey, there's two choices. Do you want to tell us what the other option could have been, like alternate history of what we might have watched? Or are you going to keep that to yourself? No, I'll, I'll absolutely tell you. Um, this doesn't mean that it's not coming up. This movie is definitely going to be my pick at some point. But for this last slot of 2021 and this last slot of December, I decided Jack Frost 2 would be the way to go. But my other pick was um, Let Me In, the remake of Let the Right One In. Okay, um, that is, I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's sort of a wintry, dark movie, and so I thought it would fit well in December. It's also a good January fit, um, and uh, I, I would just love to talk about that movie sometime. But I picked Jack Frost 2 because I felt, even without seeing it, that it checked off a lot of TMAO boxes um, in that... I didn't know anything going in, which I thought would be fun, whereas Let Me In, I know what I'm in for. Um, I assumed you guys wouldn't know what you're in for, so we could all experience it together. It's not talked about much. It looks like it could be bad, but also could surprise us in being good. Um, Early 2000s, late 90s, which is always a a fun era. Direct-to-video horror movie. I just thought it would be a a fun... uh, last pick of the year here so that's that's why i went with jack frost 2 instead nice yeah definitely definitely i think it fits the criteria for the show very very well and i'm i'm one who likes to bend the rules a bit but this is this is a a thoroughbred tmao movie yeah brings us back to our roots it had been a while so it only feels appropriate to do Mm that um okay um (laughs) did jack frost just maim you with an icicle (laughs) no no i'm good although he is busy icing and slicing um according to the dvd cover and killing is that what jack frost 2 says icing and slicing oh yeah i see it yeah yeah yeah. and the tagline for the first one is he's chilling and killing so i'm glad they kept up it's good they never made a third because i don't know what words you would use for that (sighs) but i hope they make a third Corey. Uh, can I get your hopes up? Yes. In December 2016, writer and director Michael Cooney revealed there were plans for a third film in the series, which would have featured a giant Jack Frost known as Jackzilla. The film would have picked up a decade following the ending of the second film, with a giant Jack Frost letting loose on a city causing destruction and mayhem. Cooney expressed interest in making the third installment due to the advancement in special effects and would be happy if someone would be willing to help him make it as it holds a special place in his heart. That is the direct quote from Wikipedia. I saw wow. that. Well, let me say, Michael Cooney, if you ever listen you to this You could be the guy. Um, I don't have the money you're looking for, but I do have the enthusiasm that might... Uh, uh, He's not formally asking for money. That's true. Would be if happy you, if, if you someone just would be willing to help him make it. I, w- I would uh, love yeah, to get so, Michael Cooney on the show. Absolutely. And if that's what it takes, you need some promotion, Michael Cooney. Uh, Any way we can help you. Um, Maybe I'm speaking for all of us when I shouldn't be, but I am down. What say you guys? That would be cool if we could. He seems hard to track down. Really? I thought he seemed very accessible. Based on what information? His Twitter account. Does he have one? Yeah. I'm basically this off of the fact that his Wikipedia page is like almost entirely nothing. Uh, he's uh and has very few like uh footnotes, which implies that they're not a particularly public figure. 
Where are you at here, Michael Cooney? Oh, yeah, I got him here. He's Michael Cooney1 um, on Twitter, which is good. He is, he is the first Michael Cooney I think of. And, uh, yeah, he's replying to all sorts of people talking about Jack Frost on Twitter as recently as today. So, um, and I, I watched Entire- a bit of an interview with him, and he seems like a really sweet guy. So, Michael Cooney, we will help feasible. you. Yes. I don't know what that help would look like, but... Yeah. Exactly, but, <laughs> but, but he, he doesn't he he didn't specify. So whatever we can offer, we're here for you, buddy. So uh we're talking about Jack Frost 2 Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman, uh, which Michael Cooney wrote and directed. Uh you may know him from the movie Jack Frost. Which the Michael Keaton one or <laughs> No, the other one. Oh, okay. The Michael Cooney one. They're very similar sounding names. Right, gotcha. But this one um, was first. The, the Michael Keaton ripped Michael Cooney off here. Was there a suit? Was there a suit after that? I'm like, I feel a like suit, like they, a snowman suit, like a lawsuit. I, mean, oh, I doubt it. Oh. I don't think so. No, I think if the uh, people who made if the people who made Home Alone didn't get sued by the guy who made Deadly Games, then probably not. He tried though. Deadly Games dude tried. God, that I, I don't know if he went forward so with it, good. but he he definitely um he definitely mentioned it. Let me see here because well, I was there's like I the instance remember. with Troll One where where they tried to sue like J.K. Rowling because they had a character named Harry Potter first. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. Yes. Yeah, so the the director and writer of Deadly Games um threatened legal action against the filmmakers of Home Alone, alleging that they had remade my movie. So. But they, Michael they Cooney was cool with did, it. Just with a lot less murder in it. <laughs> Everybody should go watch Deadly Games. Um, That's my PSA for right this second. And then I'll probably have a different one later. Is that like your, your favorite movie you saw of 2021, Corey? Your favorite discovery? Oh my, oh my god. It, it, it might, it's up there. It Snuck right in there at the end. Hey, that's awesome. Um, I mean, I would have to like recalibrate and like go over everything that I watched this year, but like, it's it's better than Ghoulies Three. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch, do you have a, uh, a a favorite find that jumps to mind of twenty twenty one? Shouldn't we Shouldn't we save this? Don't we usually do this in a different episode? Eh, we're here, whatever. Um, no, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I do have a favorite find of the year. Uh, so like I, I have a recency. Kills? I have a recency bias, right? So like I've been. I've been like just ripping through the films of Roberto Rossellini, and like I'd probably tell you that like that would be one of my one of his movies would be my favorite. But I don't know. Nice. Yeah. I like the new Slumber Party Massacre. That was a delight. Yeah, again, like those aren't 2021 movies that I'm talking about. I mean, I, I'm not sure if I could give you a film of the year. Halloween Kills. I, I saw I saw a bunch of movies in theaters this year. Um, well, as much as I could with you know conditions, but yeah, I don't know. We'll cross that bridge later when we get to that episode. <laughs> uh, anyway, the editor of Jack Frost Two uh, is named Sean Paper, uh, and he's a done name. a bunch of TV editing. Yeah, you guys gonna manage to not make jokes about it? <laughs> that's not a funny name at all Corey. it's just a great cool name don't know why you're laughing here (laughs) motherfucker (laughs) it's the world's longest sound I fucking hate it 
Um, anyway, uh, he did a lot of TV editing. He worked on shows like Veep and Parks and Rec, Flight of the Concords. And uh, this one's for Neil. Uh, Silk Stockings also. Um, the cinematography is by Dean Lent, who uh, shot Class of 1999 to The Substitute. Oh, and yeah, Children that's on of our the list. Corn for The Gathering. Is he is he still working or has he given it up? I don't nice. know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wait, I don't get it. Le- well, in Lent, you traditionally give things up. I've had a Roman Catholic upbringing, so that's just a little. Well, I mean, so did joke. I. Yeah. Like, I would have thought you meant like, did he lend it to um, whatever? No. It doesn't matter. Um, Chris Anderson is uh, did the music. He did a uh, Creep Show three, Day of the Dead On two, Contagium. On our list, Elf Bowling. Elf Bowling, the movie, The Great North Pole Elf Strike. Should be on our list, perhaps? I don't know if that's a sequel. Playboy, Lusty Latin Ladies. <laughs> that's, on, that's on my watch list. <laughs> it uh, is first, now. Uh, something called Brady Bunch Home Movies, which I'm only mentioning because it has the Brady Bunch in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jack Frost. <laughs> the Michael Keaton one, or... Uh, no, the other one. Oh, <laughs> we're going to be stepping on that all night. Uh, and then the cast includes Christopher Allport, who was apparently into Live and Die in L.A. I love pretty, that movie, which is pretty cool. Uh, Scott McDonald is Jack Frost's voice. He was in uh, Jarhead, the video game Dead Space, and Three Ninjas Knuckle Up, which I've never heard of. Um, and then we've got Eileen Seeley. Chip Heller, Marsha Clark, Ray Cooney, yes relation, uh, David Allen Brooks, Sean Patrick Murphy, Ty Bennett, Jennifer Lyons, Sean Defar, Granger Green, Ian Abercrombie, Melanie Good, Paul H. Kim, Stephanie Chow, Doug Jones, yes, the Doug Jones you're thinking of. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Yeah, right? Weird. <laughs> Is he uh, a, a, like a costumed character uh, or is he just on screen? No, he's just a guy so. named Dave. Cool. Didn't recognize yeah. him. Yeah. I didn't either. Uh Stefan C. Marchand and Brian Gross. And um this movie is about uh a man named Sam who is traumatized by his fight with a mutant <laughs> killer snowman named Jack Frost. And uh, everybody in his life doesn't know how to interact with a traumatized person, and they're extremely sick of his shit. So they try to go on a cr- Caribbean vacation at Christmas time to, uh, I don't know, like cut loose a little bit. And their friends are getting married, and they're having a second honeymoon. But uh, clumsy scientists have unwittingly reanimated the altered genetic code water that composes jack frost the snowman and he and, gets and like to all the, other life forms but <laughs> and he gets to what do you mean this water can talk mitch that's what i mean yeah i know I'm not, keep going okay um and this uh evil malevolent water demon that can turn into a snowman or is a snowman but can also turn into water i don't know which order it goes in uh, goes to this resort that is run by uh, a colonialist <laughs> and his friend the well his employee is more accurate and uh, they have to stop the guy they have to stop the snowman and also there's a former agent of some kind 
from the first movie who I think is maybe being played by a different actor because they keep playing up that he looks different. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it a different I, guy? I kept waiting. It sounded like you were going to chime in. And so, and then, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know offhand. So I wanted to help you, but I'm trying to figure out here yeah. if it's a different I'm dude. just being quiet. Yes. Cause I don't know where to, where to start. You know? Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that is a different actor, Corey. Um, I didn't recognize him, and I didn't recognize his name either. Like, when they first said it, I didn't say, oh, that's the name of the agent from the first movie. And so it took me a while to realize um, that they were joking about him looking different. And then I thought, oh, this must be, uh, that must be why he's wearing an eye patch. And then I realized, oh, his, they're saying his whole face looks different. So they must have just recast him. That is... That's funny. So yes, it is a different <laughs> actor, but same character. That's that's the, that's the that's the gag. I didn't know anything about this particular film uh, going in, and uh, I may know less about it now. That's not true, but I just thought that might be a funny thing to say. Um, I guess not because nobody laughed. You, so you we'll gave just, it a shot. <laughs> this this episode's got a weird <laughs> a, a weird mid afternoon energy that we don't always bring to the table i think i think that's coming through we're in different um, time zones uh that never happens we're in Normally, different time zones we're in the same it's city, the middle of the day i'm in a onesie um, pajama i'm not i'm in a i just row. want everybody to know that well, that's why the vibes are so weird i'm the only one in my onesie come on guys i thought we coordinated I don't own this a onesie i'm i'm still wearing like casual like sleepwear i guess you got your bathrobe on mitch yeah. Nice. yeah so this episode's got like the weirdest vibe possible. Um and I think that feels that feels right. Um I'm not gonna try to do any flowery setting up of this because really I don't know how. Um who do I usually ask first? I'm trying <laughs> We we alternate, it depends who who's got like more of a bias about these things. Oh well then surely I feel like it should be Liam. Yeah, I think <laughs> if, the, if, that's the, if that's the reason, then that's very telling. <laughs> it is almost always me, Corey. You almost always ask me first. I see. I thought so, but uh, I'm questioning everything. Um... <laughs> just, I'm just going to take a nice pause while Corey questions it. <laughs> this, is, this is like the last episode. <laughs> what do you mean? The one where we were just silent for like. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't forget. Um, that was in the last episode. It was two episodes ago. Yeah, know. yeah. But you just hate the Grinch that much, huh? Anyway, Liam, uh, <laughs> how do you feel about uh, how do you feel about uh, Jack Frost Two: Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman? The Michael Keaton one, or no? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many more uh, times can we do that before people turn the podcast off? That was the last one for sure. From me, I promise. <laughs> you guys are free to do whatever you'd like. Um, I had a blast with this movie, you guys. I thought it was like so goofy fun. It knows that it's silly. Um, and there are like some just funny gags, like the one that we already mentioned about the dude being recast. And so we've just got references to how his face uh, looks different this time. I think it's a it's a pretty clever movie. Um, and it is also very, very dumb. And I think uh, I think it takes a, a clever, funny person to write a movie that is so 
dumb um and funny and i just think there's like a lot of like really great visuals here of uh of death um there's some really cool deaths i think (laughs) uh the ensemble is uh charming i think they've got some good lines together i also think it's fun that it is largely a middle-aged ensemble you know a lot of times in these slasher type uh horror movies you've got um if they're not teenagers they're in their 20s you know they're they're college kids or just out of college whereas this is a a few married couples and then um some miscellaneous people on this resort that they're at uh, of varying ages. And so I liked that. I like that characters sometimes enter the movie just to die. But I also really like the the story and the lore at the heart of this, this idea of this snowman um, who uh, I thought I understood the rules of pretty well after watching the first movie. Um, <laughs> but this one, this one plays fast and loose with the rules, but it all feels very intentional and and uh, just ridiculous. And so um, I really I really loved watching this. I, I will say right off the bat and get this out of the way um, that I do prefer the first movie, which is actually quite different than this movie. They're both funny. They're both like in- intentionally funny. Um, they're both uh, slasher horror movies with the snowman often being propelled through uh, voiceover um, and saying one-liners and stuff. So all that is in the DNA from the first movie. But the first one is uh, set in a small town at winter, which is um, just more my thing, whereas this one is in our resort and it's uh, sunny a lot of the time. Um, And the cast is a bit bigger i'd say in this second one and so i thought the first one was a bit more to my taste in that it was um a bit smaller a bit more focused in the story i actually was pretty surprised to hear that the first one was a direct-to-video movie um because i thought some of the filmmaking in that movie was actually really really well done and looked like it could have been on a big screen and i think it follows the story beats of a uh an adventure horror movie like gremlins or something um and so the first one had a bit more of that uh boost of like of uh, a conventional story and like a, a conventional horror adventure tale whereas this one is a bit trashier a bit more like looney tunes-esque and um i'm a bit less interested in that like i'm more of a gremlins guy than a gremlins 2 guy but i still had a whole lot of fun with this movie and i'm glad i watched it I will definitely be picking up the original Jack Frost Blu-ray. I'm not sure if there's one of Jack the one Frost with 2 Keaton? out. No, I'm, I'm going to... I already have that one on 4K, but I'm going for um, <laughs> horror movie Jack Frost with that lenticular cover. Um, and I would pick up this one, too, any way I can get it. And yes, I really did mean it when I said at the beginning I would love a Jack Frost 3, and I would, I would be to... Um, I would be of any help to that movie's creation as I can be because I am now going to be a a Jack Frost stan. Um, I quite like this movie. Yeah. Nice. Okay, what about you, Mitch? I had a blast with this movie. Um, There's Mm. so much... There's so much... (laughs) My beer buddy! Yeah, there's (laughs) there's so much to love in this movie. Um, Like, it's... 
the kills are solid like it, it it drifts into slasher like if you are sick and tired of the kind of like saccharine christmas movies and you just want like some fucking schlock to put on that's like holiday themed with um this is the one it doesn't really have a, a great christmas vibe nothing is taken seriously really at all everything is played for laughs but if you just want to like turn off your brain for a minute and watch like some, some good comedy like this is it um i i had a really good time with this movie i'm gonna have a difficult time i think discussing it because i feel like it's one of those movies where we're just gonna end up discussing like isolated gags that we thought worked because that's pretty much just like what this movie is um but yeah i had a great time with this movie and i think that it like it has like a i don't know a single digit rating on like rotten tomatoes and it's it's really like maligned as you probably think it would be like a movie like this but i think it's deserving of like way more recognition it's everybody's having like so much fun making it and you know what they say? They say movies where people have fun making it usually end up to be no good. Uh, but this one, I think, is like just like a, a fun watch. It's a, a great time. Corey, bring it home. I feel the same way. I had a good time. It's fun. <sighs> Get on beer, buddy. Um, Let's go. <laughs> Let's My go. beer buddies. I, uh, I, I think I would it would have been more fun um, in a group to watch uh, with but, with your buddies um dude with my let's, <laughs> let's fire a 2b sesh tonight let's go all three of us online sesh mm-hmm. i'm uh actually gonna uh be doing silent protest for the rest of this episode um against the beer buddy sound <laughs> well at least we know he likes the movie mitch it's you and I from yeah, here on that's out. What so, so what about that bit with the tongue, Mitch? Oh my gosh, that tongue getting stuck to the frozen pole and ripping out of his head, and then you just like see yeah. like just a wad of stuff at the back of his tongue where your tongue must connect to your head. I've never really seen that in a horror movie. I before. was thinking, was awesome. I was thinking, thank God this isn't a Harold and Kumar crossover because otherwise you'd have a castration. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, when when the two bro guys went up to it, kind of kind of two sheets to the wind, um, and they were talking about this frozen pole, and we did just watch Harold and Kumar a couple weeks ago. I wasn't sure that they weren't gonna put their dicks on it, um, so I'm yeah. I'm glad that they didn't, uh, because um, I've seen a few a few like schlocky scuzzy horror movies that do go for the dick gag, and a lot of times it ends up being one step too far for me. So I, I was cool with the tongue. Yeah, that was one of the cooler kills. I thought the kill with the anvil, like, although it was kind of, like, over, like, the setup was a bit too much where he, like, he misses and misses and then just says, ah, fuck it, and drops the snow anvil on her. I thought that, like, that, like, the snow anvil kill itself was, like, pretty good. And I thought, like, the following kill with, like, the icicle on the heel and then she falls back on, like, a bed of icicles. I thought that that was also a really great kill. Yeah, that was... When that happened, the anvil, um, that's only the second thing I noted in, in my notes. So it must have been early in the movie. I couldn't tell you how early. It's the, but second, that's... It's the second kill or the third, yeah. I guess, because the, the guy's in the raft. 
right right the, the first one is guys, actually yeah. uh sam's pride because people are listening to him in therapy <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was good um, that's horrible <laughs> so i liked that I, I liked that setup and i like that it ties us directly to the first movie because he is our main character in the first movie and, but i also like that he explains basically the first movie so if you haven't seen it um you're you're caught up pretty well and so i knew i was in good hands uh from a story perspective and then when that anvil kill happened um that's when i knew that this movie was going to take a a bit of a different tone uh than the first movie and i don't want to give the wrong idea that the first movie is is meaning to scare you and be a serious slasher movie in fact i read an interview with michael cooney where he said that um the original jack frost was supposed to be a serious killer slasher movie with this uh killer snowman and um it was a very low budget and so they got a company to make the snowman and when they first saw it you know it was just these three balls of foam stacked on top of each other that was all they had to make the movie and they said oh this this looks ridiculous we can't make this look scary um and so they just had to lean into it and from that point on it was okay we're gonna make a more ridiculous comedic slasher movie because we we can't make this look scary no matter how hard we try and so that's where the tone came from and this this sequel just amps it up when that snow anvil dropped it was okay now i understand this is going to be even much more cartoonish and is going to lean into the absurdity and the the loose rules of this whole thing even more and so i accepted that right away and then i was good to go and because of those limitations that you talked about i feel like you don't really see that much of the snowmen in this movie and i think for the better like they they don't they don't show too much of them um uh like he's he's there's lots of point of view angles and it's almost as like they kind of play up like his his fanciful sort of elements where he can like teleport and like i guess change from like solid I mean, to liquid there's literally and, no rules he can do yeah, anything like yeah so it's kind of fun in, in that sense that he can literally do anything and uh he's a fun sort of antagonist for that Corey, if you're willing to end your silent protest i'd love to hear more from you i already had actually i've spoken twice so it wasn't much of a wasn't much of a silent protest i guess <sighs> Can't even do that, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was again just nobody's laughing. The jokes are not hitting today. It's two sixteen. This isn't this isn't meant to be. I swear to fucking god, dude. It's all we have, Corey. It's keeping the podcast alive. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Um. Man, I don't know. I just. It's just like Liam said earlier, it does I do think it takes a clever person to make a movie that feels this stupid. Um and it's just a really stupid movie. <laughs> and like you're thinking about like when uh Agent Manners um is like back in the bureau, we would call this the reverse double negative. And it's like that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> yes. he's, he's he's a cop disguised as a cop like at a costume party <laughs> and that's the reverse double negative um like a bad snake <laughs> plus an impression it's the worst it's so good um when uh there when that party breaks bad i think it's when that part i think it's at that party maybe it's not 
no it's not it's later um it's after the snowball fight and that dude gets his arm cut off in the world's most blood that has ever existed <laughs> oh that that <laughs> might be my number one moment out. and it looks it's like pomegranate so molasses or something it's so yes, funny. Also, can but... I say one of my favorite things about this movie is that the Wikipedia says this article's plot summary may be too long or excessively detailed. Oh, is <laughs> it? Which is always beautiful to me. It's <gasps> it's pretty long. Yeah. Nice. Well, like how do you how do you tell somebody about this movie? Like how do you You like, don't. That's the problem. And like you said, it's like it, this is gonna turn into just listing jokes and yeah. it kinda will, but like I don't know. What else well, are you supposed to do? Let me uh Maybe I can maybe I can stoke the fire a little bit, get something going here. So we said that this is a quintessential TMAO movie, right? And and if anyone's unfamiliar with that sh- the the concept of the show, if this is like your first episode, um, the show started because Corey and I wanted to talk about forgotten sequels. Uh, to it could be a popular franchise, you know, something like 2010, uh, the year we made Contact, or Speed 2, or it could be a forgotten sequel in a franchise that is also sort of forgotten, just that like a lot of people don't talk about. And so um, a TMAO movie is something that there isn't a whole lot of discourse on, um, and typically that's because like a movie is bad, and so people don't talk about it. And so a TMAO movie is also a movie that on the surface looks bad, and then it could either be confirmed by us to be bad, because of course we are the uh, definitive voice on whether or not something is bad, or it could end up being good. We do a lot of horror movies because horror movies have a whole bunch of sequels. Many of them, you know, people can't keep track of. Um, and a lot of sequels go direct to video, which makes them forgotten. So all these things make, make something a TMAO movie. And this is a TMAO movie. And we have talked about a good number of TMAO movies with Mitch as well since Mitch joined the podcast. Stuff like Bud the Chud 2 right or what What would it be called chud to bud the chud, chud to bud the chud yeah <laughs> um we've done ghoulies three which i think mitch had to miss unfortunately but mitch you can imagine what that was like it was a tmao movie i actually i'm glad you mentioned that because i do have a ghoulies three comparison to make later and i don't mean that in the kindest possible way okay okay so then that might not be involved in your answer to this question but what i want to ask is we have done a number of TMAO e movies, um, and in my memory, a lot of the ones we've done, we have all ended up not liking. And so, what is it Mostly, about this yeah, movie like, that made us we've we unanimously unanimously like this movie? So, what is going on here? That's a good question. Like, I think the enduring, like, I was trying to understand like why it is that I I enjoyed this movie because it it was sort of tricky because so many of the other movies they walk like a similar line where it's just like not a like a great movie but i think what separates like this movie from a lot of the other ones that we have is like just like the charisma i think of everything of like all the performances and like i think like the sincerity and like the like the genuine fun that like comes through on the screen um i think like with a lot of the movies like like chud 2 or or um like Bride of the Reanimator or a lot of these things, like there's just like a lot of schlock and like it, it becomes too much or overwhelming. But this movie, by comparison, is very light and uh, fun for the most part. There's like a few things that like, I don't know, I shook my head at, but 
Um, yeah, I think it it holds up a lot better than the other ones for just that reason. I think the main thing is that um, you know you hear a lot that um, when a movie is so bad it's good. It relies on the filmmakers sincerely believing they were making something good and failing, True. and that's where the appeal comes in. I would say on the flip side um if you invert that logic and say um a good movie is made when the people making it commit to the thing that they're making and understand what it is implying that a bad movie means you don't understand what you're actually doing this movie knows precisely what it's doing right and it's not i don't want to use the word aspiring because that implies like a quality difference that's maybe a bit unfair but it's not trying to be anything than the movie that it is and that means it can just be that and it's a great version of that it's exactly what that should be and it doesn't take itself too seriously and um but it does really commit to what it is and in doing so makes it a way more enjoyable experience than something that's just like this weird mash of like random shit <laughs> that doesn't come together. Like this feels like cohesive and thought through, even though it's like silly and kind of dumb, um, like digging up or filling a pool with like antifreeze and dropping a big snowman in it <laughs> or like um, dropping a, an ice anvil on somebody or any of this dumb shit. The fact that the rest the resort is run by like a British colonial colonel who won't stop talking about fighting in India. Like, <laughs> Some which is gotta are. be the weirdest joke in the whole thing. And it's certainly that's the closest the movie gets to being like, yikes. I think the <laughs> I think the scene with the uh, the ice cube is probably the grossest or like the lewdest it gets. Yeah. Um but that there's you know what? That scene helps tee up my one big complaint. Um, it, it's got it, this movie's got Ghoulies three problems, uh, by which I mean, uh, the the monsters don't shut the fuck up for two goddamn seconds. Mm. Um, Jack Frost and or the snowballs will not stop fucking talking. <laughs> um, and while some of it's definitely funny, there is way too much of it yeah it is a movie that i think like is kind of like look at this look at this look at this like how funny and like even if you like continue to watch the movie like into the credits there's like continuing gags through the credits and then there's like a gag after the movie with somebody being locked in a room and oh is there yeah <laughs> well yeah it's the movie that like just can't seem to let go of its own like my only complaint is that yeah like the the sheer level of like one-liners and jokes and bits it's trying mm. to get off vocally, especially when it's not happening on screen, which is most of the movie. You're not seeing Jack Frost or the snowball kids. Um, the snowball kids, yeah. There's too much of that. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like but, the kid who thinks he's like who thinks he's funny, like that that isn't. <laughs> in some yeah, ways. yeah. It, it it sort of feels like it's doing like its own mystery science or like riff tracks thing. It's um, like riff tracksing itself, which is like all about you know people who like think they're funny and so they're gonna comment on every little thing in a movie. And and this movie is doing it. Damn, before Liam, you drag can. riff tracks. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck them you, up. Riff tracks. 
Um, and so Rift Tracks found dead. <laughs> so I, I'm wondering if maybe that's why it didn't bother me as much as it did in Ghoulies Three. I hadn't even thought of I hadn't thought of uh, Ghoulies Three since we did it, Corey. I forgot that that was one of our complaints. But you're absolutely right; it was. And here, um, it didn't bother me as much, perhaps because. <laughs> It's like the the movie, the gags are already funny, which I think is more than I could say for Ghoulies 3, the visual stuff. And so then the fact that it's like extra committed to putting that, that second layer on top of uh, we're going to make the killer have a presence through voiceover because we can't show the visual effects all that much of the snowman. Because I agree with Mitch, the snowman isn't shown... Um, all that much here I, I again I read an interview with the director where he said that um, uh, his impre- his his uh, thoughts seemed to be that Jack Frost too he didn't like it as much and um, one of the reasons was that they they showed the snowman too much and I, I wasn't I wasn't really sure about that too comment. Exa- yeah, I kept yeah, yeah. waiting for the fucking snowman. I thought the I same wanted thing. More of the I, I thought they showed more of the snowman in the first one. Um, and so uh, I'm not. Maybe he means like the little snowman kids. Like he's including them as well. I'm not sure because we do get a good amount of them. But yeah, you get you get you do get to see more of the snowman. I think in the original Jack Frost, if that's what you guys are after. But um, yeah, I don't think they show a whole lot of the snowman here. And so it's like clever ways to get around that while still making the killer have a presence and i think the the voice actor does have a presence in ghoulies 3 it's a bit more like indecipherable it's a lot of voices all at once and they're sort of like muttering to each other um and the voices are overlapping and stuff whereas this one it is very clear um you know you hear a line uh something happens you hear a line that's commenting directly on the thing that's happening and so it can get um tired but then i think uh, you stumble upon a line that is funny and then it works again um and while i am not a big uh one-liner guy like the later nightmare on elm street movies i uh I'm not super into how much Freddy becomes this this comedic dude and and is dropping all these one-liners. Um, but I am fresh off uh, watching the Chucky TV series and and being super into the Chucky franchise again. And this feels like it is like a direct spin on Chucky. It feels like Michael Cooney watched Chucky and was like, "Yo, what if Chucky, but um, instead of a doll, it's like water and a carrot." which is just like a hilarious thought to me. And then we have to give this serial killer that presence by putting the voice all over it. And so um, I, to- I totally get how, how it, could be, it could be too much. And um, at times it, it might have threatened to be that way, but I came away from it uh, thinking it was like, it was part of the whole package, part of the charm. Um, you can't really get away from it in this movie. And so I, uh, I did come around to it and I liked it. I would say I think that's honestly like my only big complaint, and then the rest of it would just be listening bits that I thought was funny. Well, I'm down to hear um, some bits, Corey. Like, what did you what did you like here? Um, I gotta look at my notes only because I want to get them right. You know, I look like a madman if it, just like first glance of my notes. It's. Uh, I think first things first. Um, 
the weirdness of the fact that <laughs> there's there they're for some reason doing science experiments on the genetically modified water just in a big tank and then it comes alive because somebody knocks like a mug into it just <laughs> after repeatedly banging into the yeah. the fucking tank for no reason like I still hadn't it's like figured so stupid. I still hadn't like figured out what to make of the movie by that point and when I saw like the cinematography in that sequence and like the music that they put it over like I was like oh fuck like I'm in for a really rough ride <laughs> um but it turned out not <laughs> yeah it could have that, that's at the point where it really could have gone either way but yeah. then like um Oh, actually, uh, the other funny thing in that scene is the scientist writes their check marks backwards, and it was driving me fucking insane. Oh, that is weird. I didn't realize. Did anybody that. notice so it's, that? It's, like the, that too, yeah. it's so like, weird. Like the like, lower like half second. is on the right side. Yes. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's when he does like the, the the test fail thing, right? And it's like only like a split second. So is um, I think the first. Oh, sorry answer me this Go. is is the check mark on the left of the writing or on the right of the writing i don't remember <laughs> because if it was on I the think left it's on the right of the writing it's that would right, make I a think. bit more sense because then your lower half is still right next to the writing as it would be when your check mark is this, on the right for this actor okay. how dare you in this economy um I guess, I mean, like, the therapy session being, like, eavesdropped on by seemingly random staff at this facility. It's, like, the secretary and some kind of nurse and, like, a plumber and a construction man. Like, <laughs> it's just random fucking people. They got it's, the like, whole people block. from your math textbook. Yeah, It looks like fucking, fucking Jenny has six apples. Yeah. Looking motherfucker. That's what like. it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> um the fact that for no reason at all, uh, Jack Frost just goes slashing through the raft. Yeah, and that was it. Hey, I thought there was going to be more, and that was it. That was this can't be rocks. This can't be rocks. This can't be, or they can't be rocks. Or I don't know what he says. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he's. I'm he's glad you dedicated to it so hard, and then said, "I don't know what he says." <laughs> no, that, that's totally right. I kind of gave up halfway through that. Even those guys, the two guys on the raft, like I love that we just check in with them. We kind of get a feel for who they are, their their characters. We don't need their... to know why they got there. It doesn't matter. Exactly. And then and then they're done. And this movie kind of has a habit of that. Like I, I, some characters are introduced with like, it's got to be like 20 minutes left in the movie. And I'm like, this is a weird time to introduce a new character. Is this the person masterminding it all? Is this a, a Scream 2 situation? And it's like, oh, no, that person was just in there because they're another person hanging out on the island who happens to get killed. And it's like, that totally makes sense. Like everyone who dies isn't going to be someone who uh is all within the same group like he's killing a yeah. bunch of different people so why not yeah near the last act like all these people who you haven't seen for like ages turned out to be hiding behind the bar and it's like what <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that was great, <laughs> um the fact that this uh jack frost can seemingly throw uh a snowball with such force um it can like rip body parts off, but oh. also can tone, can tone it down to such an extent that you can't also just be bludgeoned yes. to death with, with an overwhelming amount of snowballs. That was so weird and so funny. Yeah, when the first snowball gets thrown and someone just gets like impaled, right? Like, is that when his arm gets knocked off? 
one guy's oh, face gets stowed in yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, and it's just like Did okay, so he's got snowed in, stowed. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but that's uh, that would be way better. I wish I had said that. So it's like I don't know if he's making super strong snowballs or if because he's a snowman, kind of like Buddy the Elf, he just has a wicked throwing arm. But he's just decimating these people <laughs> with snowballs. But then another dude, he just pelts them with the normal force of snowballs. But because there's a lot of them, he gets. Uh, I don't know if he gets killed or what, but he just gets he gets floored by them. It's it's like then there's I think there's really never a dull moment in this movie like was there stuff i liked more than other parts yes but i think the movie is just always doing something and so it's a real it's like a a grab bag of uh what are you into great pizza movie great group movie for sure yeah great uh banana smoothie movie (laughs) yes Um, yeah how do do we feel about that i was joking about that before we went banana kryptonite yeah i'm allergic to bananas because our DNA mixed, <laughs> and I'm allergic to bananas. Um, I'm fine with it. Whatever. It's kind of ridiculous. I mean, par for the course with this movie. It's a funny it, excuse to just get a bunch of fucking goop everywhere. Oh, I, yeah, I loved it, and it's a great example of how this movie is is different from the first. Because in the first movie, you guys might have gathered the way he gets defeated is um, they discover that antifreeze kills him. Uh, and nothing, nothing else and he could, kill, it could kill him before that. He he would just come back, and but antifreeze would do it. And so they make a big pool of antifreeze, and they get the snowman in there, and he disintegrates. And then they lock him up in the bottles of antifreeze, and they bury it. And like that makes a whole lot of sense to me. It's silly. Um, uh, and the and Jack Frost too shows it's silly as well because they have the the um, math textbook. Uh, people laughing at him as he talks about the antifreeze killing him um but like it also within the movie's logic it makes sense to me but this movie the 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 way you kill him is not antifreeze again it's a it's bananas because the dude is, his his dna got mixed with someone who is allergic to bananas and it's like so out of left field um and that's what this movie is like it's it it takes the weirdness of the first movie and veers it off to into even weirder territory at every possible opportunity. Um, but I really can't understand how someone would like the first movie and not like this one. I don't think it's that much of a swerve um, because the first one is is ridiculous as well. And so I think this is a really cool. Uh, I guess, could you call it a franchise? I'm not sure. Just two movies. But I think this is a, a pretty unique case where I would say if you like one of them, absolutely check out the other one because I think you're you're pretty much guaranteed to like it. You're, you're likely going to have a favorite because they are different, which I think is, uh, is, uh, is good that they're different. But um, they're both worth watching for sure. Yeah, I think my biggest thing is like I would just recommend people watch this like it's really fun (laughs) yeah just like crack open a few beers order a pizza and just like go watch it with your friends if the world hasn't fallen apart or if it has or if it has honestly it could be good escapism a little tropical island uh (laughs) snowman action uh yeah i will say the most upsetting death in this movie imo is um 
the idea of going swimming in a pool and then the pool freezing while oh. you're inside of it. And the last thing you see is is a Jack Frost. That's my notes. It says, like, could oh. you imagine the last thing you see being a fucking snowman? Yes, dude. I'm glad you guys brought that up. And I think that um, is a great example of, like, the the actual, like, you know, clever, creative, horror-loving minds at work here. I think that though these movies are funny, they don't feel like they're parody horror movies. They're they're very campy, um, but they seem like they're made by people who love the genre. And um, and I think that that idea of getting trapped under ice when you're just going for a leisurely swim at a resort pool i think that's so freaky um and then the fact that they put the snowman up top and he's just staring down through the ice at her like it's i thought that was actually a great bit of horror that is also funny um but i think it's that's like a great use of knowing the kind of movie you're making knowing what resources you have you just have this ridiculous costume but i think that's a really cool way to use it um i think the other time that they do a similar thing in this movie is the scene where um uh, the sheriff, his uh, wife, gets trapped in like that snowman box. Like Jack Frost, like turns himself into yeah, like a vertical claustrophobic. Became a sequel to Cube. Became the rectangle. Oh, dude, I thought that was really Parallel freaky Graham. too. I thought and that it was, was it scary. Was great effect too. Yeah, it looked yeah. cool. Yeah. Just a weird yeah, the- Iron, Iron Maiden kind of setup. Yeah, mm. yeah, the the movie really does have night cool effects, really nice effects, and I think that like though the 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 budget or just like the expertise isn't there to to hammer at home the way maybe like the effects do in something like Poltergeist 3 where it's like oh this is like a really experienced director behind the camera and like the production design is like really um makes me feel like i'm in a different place um whereas this one like that the scene where that woman gets trapped under ice i think it's shot pretty plainly um you know mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of As frills is much to of it. the movie exactly yeah it's it's a very plainly shot movie um but i think one that adds to the charm and two i think the ideas are strong enough that even though the trapped under ice scene isn't you know amplified by a bunch of like storyboarded shots that that would make you feel a bit more freaked out i think it works just fine uh because of the movie it's in and also because the concept is strong enough so there's just there's a whole lot of impressive stuff in this movie yeah i think it's as easy as that honestly Oh, wow, this is the time we're not going to do the fucking beer buddy sound? Great. <laughs> if you had the app, you could do it yourself, Corey. I don't want to be that man. Oh, oh, also, can I say it's shot very... Okay, now I'm trying to talk. <laughs> hey, you asked um, for it, man. Can I uh, make one more comparison? Absolutely. You say it's shot very plainly. Do you know what it looks like? A porno. What? That's not what I was going to say. Does it look um, like the morning guy short film? It does. <laughs> it really does. That's apt. <laughs> um, I was going to say it looks like a Disney Channel original movie. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Look, like this, one of this the is older like, ones. This is, yeah, this is like the Even Stevens movie when they're on the island. Yeah, it looks like that. 
<laughs> God, morning um, guy. That's a flashback. God. Yeah, anyone uh, check out the short film Morning Guy on um, YouTube. You'll, you'll see a lot of university students in the comments about how they have to analyze it. We had to watch this for our first year film class. But also, um, that'll give you the gist of what Jack Frost 2 looks like. You know, it, it looks like uh, the stuff you probably shot with your camcorder uh, when you were like a teenager. Um, but if you can get down with that and. Uh, it sounds like your odds of getting down with it are, are pretty high considering all three of us liked it, then I would absolutely check it out. Like I would say, actually, that's probably the biggest hurdle of, of the movie, um, you know, and its accessibility, I think, is just like getting down with the way it looks all the way through. Uh, I think that might just trick people into thinking the movie is a lot worse than it is. It really bums me out that the movie is rated so low. I think it's a... Uh, it's a shame because I think this movie is really a lot smarter than people are giving it credit for. Um, and uh, I am down to lead the uh, Jack Frost 2 um, uh, resurgence with you two beer buddies at my side. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, I would I would go to bat for this movie in a heartbeat. Like I would recommend it to honestly most of my friends. Like if you have a... <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's kind of. I'm, I'm definitely glad you went with this one this year. It feels, it feels right. It does. Good pick, Liam. Thank you. And I guess that's it, huh? Are we gonna wrap 2021 on this high? <laughs> Let's wrap it. Yeah. It's another year in the books, not of this pot, well, of this podcast, yeah, but like you know, we're like. That this puts us two, two and a half. Are we two and a half years into this? Am I counting that right? I'm like a year yep. now. I think, or not quite a year, but because when did you guys take me on? Doctor, when did Moreau. you start? Doctor Moreau <laughs> was my. Well, I I came on for like a few guests. Yeah, but like when did you when did you like start? Doctor Moreau was the first. I think that was in the winter. I'm, I'm looking. Maybe, I'm looking. Maybe the spring. I'm looking. So not fully a year. That was February. Okay. Mid-February. Yeah. This movie does have Dr. Moreau vibes with the guys on the raft. Yes. Think of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is just a lot of other vibes. If yeah. you like vibes of things, um, yeah. you can do that. But yeah, no, um, it's been a great year for the show, I think. Um, and obviously, we'll do some kind of more uh, wraparound set up uh discussion for like things that we talked about at some point um but for now we'll just sort of kick back and what i will say um is we do have a very interesting episode coming up to start 2022 it's not quite like anything we've done before but i think it's very good and you should look forward to that that feels like a fair way of putting it. Yeah, I'd, I'd leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I, you, for one, love building suspense. Do you also want to tell people how we're going about our movies in the new year, Corey? Our oh, yeah. So um, I want to preface this by saying the William Castle Film Genero is not going away permanently. That would be... <laughs> 
horrible. This is like parents like announcing their divorce to their kids. I gotta preface Look, this, alright? Your dad's not going anywhere. Love, we both still love you. It's just that we can't possibly live under the same roof anymore. Yeah, so, his, the um, hanging skeletons are just getting a bit much. Much. Um, so what we are going to do um, is we're going to let the William Castle and his uh, film general go experience life a little bit, take a little bit of a breather. Um, and what we are going to do instead of that is we're going to have a rotation. I don't know why I said that word that way. Like no one has ever said it before. <laughs> a rotation. Ro- rotation. We're going to have a rotation. Uh, where we each pick a movie week by week. So, like, Liam will pick one, I'll pick one, Mitch will pick one, etc. Um, guests will likely continue to pick their own unless we, like, all mutually decide that we want to do something or we may pitch a guest on something. But generally speaking, you can probably expect that. As with, like, you know, Ryan did U.S. Marshals, Jade picked, like, The Craft and The Grinch and, like, shit like that. Um, so, we're going to have our our episode that kicks off the year and then if the math is right i think uh we will have one week and then we'll just tell you now then we're doing scream so that's a given we are just gonna do scream right away uh but there will be one intervening week in there and um then we'll just be rotating through our picks uh got a big list and a lot to get through and as much as we love the genero um I think the results became just mixed enough that we want to try to take our own swings at it. It, it We're not going to like cherry pick our answers to such an extent that there's no like surprise or intrigue with it, but just to mix it up. I, th- I think it'll be fun. It, it's the first time we've quite done something like this. When Corey and I started the show, we would pick episodes um, together. Basically we weren't swapping. We would go through our list and, spitball stuff and if we both agreed on one we'd do it um and with mitch on we've been william castling basically the entire time and some exceptions have been holiday stuff or new releases and um and we might still be beholden to that stuff you know if a special date comes along we will uh we might make some compromises and see what's up you know but we just we want to give all three of us the opportunity to uh be excited about something every week at least one of us you know so, sometimes we we roll a movie and uh and we all just groan we, yeah we yep. all don't really know where it's going but this way we'll have at least one person that can spearhead the conversation lift people up um you'll get to know a bit more about our tastes perhaps you know it does that we're not always going to pick movies we've seen or movies we even um know about sometimes we might just william castle ourselves you know you're welcome to do that but uh i think it'll it'll just be a a bit of a fun twist and um also mitch if it's not your pick the week of your anniversary you you get an extra pick hell yeah it'll be fun it'll be really fun Mm -hmm. yeah um that's about it though so we're gonna just keep doing what we're doing i think we're really happy with where the podcast is at going into 2022 we'll try some new stuff but i think the fundamentals are gonna stay the same and hopefully we can grow the show and everybody else who's already here can you know just come along for the jaunt become our beer buddies well liam and i's <laughs> yeah don't Corey be a hypocrite here yeah well hey you don't know what i've been doing on my phone since uh, we've been recording 
I haven't heard a piss sound coming from over there. Well, th- that's because I mute my mic when I piss myself while we record. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for more jokes like that in 2022. That humor is not going anywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, with all that out of the way, uh, Mitch, do you have anything you'd like to plug at the end of the year? Why did it start so slowly? <laughs> Sometimes it takes a while. You're nervous. Sometimes it does. Like, when you've got remember, a, you- like, remember when you're a kid and like you you just get out of like a long car ride and it's like few you gotta go pee at the side <laughs> you of the crack road open a huge beer you're kind of like nervous yeah. <laughs> sure. yeah when you when, and when you've got to do it you know on demand mitch had a small window there so it's kind of oh tough. fuck sorry I, I was supposed to be doing something that one sounded the most violent i think of the recent ones I hope he's okay. He's heading off hard into 2022. That's he's a hard drunk. year to say. I'm not a fan of that. Maybe I'll get more used 2022? to 2022? Yeah. 2022. It's, it's just, just a lot of syllables. It has a lot of T's too. Like big alliteration. 2022. It's like, it's like having to say 19... Well, 1999 actually rolls because it's like the same word every time. Yeah. 2022 is close to that, but like the NT2, yeah. I don't like uh liam do you have anything you like to plug yeah you can find my film writing alter ego graham the haunted marshmallow on twitter and letterbox my username is graham the mallow and as mentioned earlier you can find my band guest room status on spotify apple music uh deezer youtube Bandcamp, stuff like that thank you all once again for spending your time with us throughout this entire year 2022 and for listening to this episode of They Made Another One. And also, thank you to everybody uh, who are our dear friends who took some time to join us this year. We are planning on having more guests next year, so you can keep an eye out for that. But thank you to Jade, Cameron, Ryan, Laura, and Madeline for stopping by over the course of the year. And uh, we'll have more in store once we get 2022 rolling, you can listen to us. That's never how I've said that ever. You can find us all over the internet on Twitter at they made another, which is all one word and on letterbox that TMAO. I'm not changing anything until 2022. I got to get this right. Uh, you can find episodes on anchor, Spotify, Apple and Google podcast, stitcher breaker and everything else as they made another one. You can reach us via email at TMAO podcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, questions, comments, and whether or not you think the snowballs in Jack Frost 2, Revenge of the Cute Mutant, Mutant <laughs> Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman, talk too much. Um, and just as a note for everybody, we did have uh, a listener write in uh, named Thomas who sent us an extensive list of movies. And I'm telling you right now, we're picking out movies next year. I have some of them picked out specifically that I'm going to get to because he did that. So if you want us to cover stuff, do tell us and we will. Um, Again, our fantastic thumbnail art is done by Jade Dickinson, who you can find on Instagram at Jade Sketches. And uh, I am on... Uh, I forgot to do my own plugs. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mr. Corey Price. You can listen to the other podcast I do with our friend Neil, uh, MK Podquest. Um, you actually heard an episode of that show in this feed this year um, when we had to They Made Another one fi ourselves over there. Uh, and that's mkpodquest.com. Anyway, with all that out of the way, thank you all so much for all of your support through 2022. 
and we'll catch you here next time. And nope, the wrong year. <laughs> Thank you all. <laughs> Fuck. You said the harder year too. That was impressive. I know. I might keep that in. Thank you all for all of your support through 2021. All the listening, all the sharing. Oh, uh, review us on Spotify. You can do that now. You can rate and review. Five stars on Spotify. Can you tell I didn't write this outro? Anyway, thank you for listening. We love you. We'll catch you next time when they made another one. <laughs>